Welcome to our Sunday morning segment of the Grace Chapel podcast. If you would like more information about Grace Chapel, visit their website, gracechapel.org.au. There you can find more materials in growing your identity in Christ. So I've got my sermon on uh, values. So it's titled, Your Values, my, Your Future, or My Values, My Future. And feel free to take notes. So we'll start in um, John 12, verse 1 to 7. Um, but ultimately your values that are in your life are the foundations of your future. And we'll just explore that. So, I have the Bible verse somewhere. So, we'll start in um, verse 3. Yep. Jesus was at Bethany, a guest of Simon the leper. So, while he was eating dinner, a woman came up carrying a bottle of very expensive perfume. Opening the bottle, she poured it on his head. So in Mark, another gospel, it says that she washed his feet with her hair. How interesting is that? So some of the guests became furious with what they saw because the expensive perfume that cost over a year's wages, and they, they, they cried out, that money could have gone to the poor. And Jesus said, let her alone. Why are you giving her a hard time? She has just done something wonderfully significant for me. So who wants to do something significant in their lives? So she has done something wonderfully significant for me. You will have the poor with you every day for the rest of your lives. And whenever you feel like it, you can do something then. This is what Jesus is saying. Not so with me. She did what she could. When she could, she pre-anointed my body for burial and that you can be sure that whatever, wherever in your whole life or whole world the message is preached, the story of what she did will be remember, remembered admirably. Um, I don't know if this is working. Um, in John 12, it says in verse 3 that she, Mary, took a pound of costly oil and that was called spikenard, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And the whole house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. In that moment, Mary and her value that she placed upon Jesus led to an action which filled the whole house with the fragrance. And I reckon, well, your house, the Father's house, or the church, or um, you, the house, the temple, you the person, you have a fragrance. Well, let it not be a stench or a stinkiness, um, but it really determines what your values are in your life, what your foundations are. And sadly, people who build on the wrong foundations, their basic foundations in their life, it can get a little bit unstable. So we know to build a firm foundation, we need Christ. And so... 
um, it can become a bit of a stench for some people, or even in our lives when we lose, lose and forget things, lose our values. And this ultimately leads to a legacy of a tragedy or a sad story. You can never underestimate the importance of values in your life. So as an employee or a person in your company or business, what are your values? What, what's your subconscious, you know, your values in, your, your, in performing your tasks? You perform it at your best of your ability. Um, or what is good in the eyes of your employer? And your values, what are your non-negotiables? What is something that you don't question? You just, it's just there right, right in the moment. So what are your values? Could you write them down and put them somewhere? And how important are they to your life? How negotiable are they? Those values are going to determine what happens in your life and how you react in a situation, how you feel and how your conscience is built upon. This is your foundation. Your values your future. So I remember in school, I was about grade four or five, um, there were being a senior, senior student, um, um, a lot older than me, um, and he was well known for his stink, so, or his fragrance. Um, and so it, it, it wasn't, it was a bit unpleasant hanging around him. <laughs> and so what is your values? Is, uh, are people going to be um, having, like, enjoying being around you, being around your fragrance? Um, sometimes we get, you know, physically a little bit stinky, um, or we might not notice it because we're just used to ourselves. We're used to living with ourselves, um, and some, sometimes someone might notice, and you know, hey, this is a bit stinky. <laughs> One thing um, last year. I remember this, is if someone offers you a breath mint, never turn it down. So what's the fragrance that is in your life and the fragrance that you want to give to others? So learning from Jesus' values in this story of being in Simon's home, Simon being a leper, being healed by Christ, contrast this with something of a large stigma. So we could HIV or... Um, Zika virus or coronavirus, um, someone having coronavirus, you stepping into their home as they've just started qu quarantining, um, takes a bit of faith to just, you already know, you're just stepping in there. Would you do that? It takes faith. It's just, just like Jesus stepping into Simon's home, him being a leper. Here's some of the values of Christ. Jesus loves the Father, he loves the lost, he loves the poor, and he loves his people. We can see from Mary's values is that she valued and honoured Jesus far above riches, far above the cost of the fragrance she used, and the value of this perfume has, was something like a year's wages. Imagine that, your year's wages, or if you're part-time, two years' wages, you know, just that large... Value, just pouring, pouring it out. Um, 
She placed Jesus far greater than her earthly wealth. Obviously, her values has impacted thousands as we continue to talk about it today. So when the disciples were talking about giving the money to the poor, they weren't valuing the poor. They were crying out, you know, could go to the poor. But were they really, was it for the poor? Or, was, or were they just valuing the money? Not what it could do, but the actual worth of it. So with this in mind, here's some thoughts. For your values, your future, you can dot, jot this down. Good values set you apart. So you're set apart. We'll read again. Um, Jesus was at Bethany, a guest of Simon the leper. While he was eating dinner, a woman came up carrying a bottle of very expensive perfume. Opening the bottle, she poured it on his head. Some of the guests became furious amongst themselves. Immediately, we can see from the reaction and criticism of the others, she has been set apart. She's different to the others. Set apart. So good values set you apart. As Christians, we should be seen separate to the world. Not set apart, not in a way that is exclusive or a sudden way that you're irrelevant to the world, but in a way that there is something different upon, about you. Something different about you that gives a fragrance. Something that you take that, that makes people want what you've got. I, know, I remember a song um, Keith Green wrote, um, people just, just want to be just like am. I am. They're like, they ask me, what is it what you've got? Son, he's got Jesus. So what's happening about you that sets you different and apart from the rest of the world? What's happening in your life that reflects your faith and the gospel you stand for? Because we stand for it, don't we? The world is changing all around us. What you do in your life, how the church functions and how it structures and how modern things are in this world, it's all changing. But what's most important are your values, your foundations of which you live your daily life. Your values will be attacked. If you stand for righteousness, if you've got strong moral values that stand for serving King Jesus, it's not a thing that you'll, you'll if you be attacked that you will be attacked. Now, there's, there's, there's a TV show um, that's been out that I've been watching. Um, and who's heard of Wife Swap? It's on Wife Swap. It's, it's, it's really funny. So the premise of the show is where the wife swaps families and experiences the lives of the values of that wife. So... One wife over here swaps over and they experience the values that is already set upon them in the foundations of that family. So she has to live underneath the family's values. Now, Aravita's family, strict militant mum Leanne, well-trained daughters Emily and Georgia, and disciplined ex-Navy captain dad, Mark. One, two... Three, four, new spot. Two, three, four. I'm extremely hands-on with my children. And one, two, three, four. I definitely don't underparent. The tongue out there. Good job, Em. 
that's why I hover. Good girl, Georgia. We do have quite a few rules in our home. iPads and no TV on school nights. No junk food either during the week. Good vegetables. The children have set bedtimes. No, not my bucks. No, mummy. I am a clock watcher because I like things to happen at the right time. Dad's nearly finished the barbecue and lunch will be ready in about three minutes. Two, three, four. It's important to teach our children to have structure. That's what you get from a parent who, who really cares. All right. Oh, 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 oh. I'm not a helicopter mum. At all. There's the spider there. Zoe, put it down. Like throwing a cliff or water. Whoops. I would hover around them, but um, other than that, no, I just let them go. Let's go. Let's go. I couldn't be in a structured house. Andrew! Who spilt the milk? <laughs> we teach the kids to be pretty independent from a young age. You take the butter? I make lunches. So you're having a sandwich? Do you want Vegemite or jam? I, I do the dishes. Yay! Dishwasher. This one. Oh, thank you. The other family would definitely have to learn to do things at random. You get what you get and you don't get upset. If they're too structured, they're going to have to get used to something different. I'm getting a pretty clear picture that this woman has no idea how to maintain routine and structure within a family. It's like they live on a Navy ship, which is not how kids want to live. They want to have some fun in their life. Once I write my rules, there's going to be some serious changes. Unimpressed with each other's parenting style, now it's time for the wives to meet their new husband and family. Hi, I'm Melinda. I'm Mark. How are you going? Good. Hello. Yeah. How are you? Hi, Eric. Nice Hi, to meet Eric. you. Hi, Eric. How are you? Nice to meet you. Leanne. Leanne, sorry. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi. This is the tribe. Hello. <laughs> this is Emily. She's Hi, the Emily. eldest girl. And the other one's Georgia. Are you there? <laughs> Hi, Georgia. Hi. My name's Melinda. How are you? Good. Say hello. <laughs> you guys look really, really, really naughty. I'm not the How many kids have you got? We have 11 children. 11 children? Yeah. So 11 kids? 11 kids. Poor. 11. <laughs> I want to know how many kids you've got. <laughs> I have two. Two. <laughs> two. <laughs> two. 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 Can you imagine mum looking after 11 kids? Good thing she's very good at cooking big meals. We need some dinner, don't we? Yes. But just like that... Regimented mum Leanne loses all control. Eric, I'm worried about dinner. Ah, don't worry about it. The weather's the weather's good, so we'll just play for a little bit and then we'll have dinner later. No stress, it's all good. Eric is out here playing. He's not concerned about dinner time. He's not concerned about the fact that it's getting late. We're using the dodgy ball. Whereas at home, you know, we're a little bit more structured. It's now way past dinner time and it's 10 minutes until, you know, teeth and toilets. Yeah, There's no fine. schedule for nah, dinner. Nah, it's... Oh, my gosh, okay. We'll play and then we'll have dinner, yeah. Wow, okay, okay. Right. Watch is gonna have to come off, I think. Um, and I'm gonna have to abandon all planning of anything from this point forward. So towards the end of the week, um, 
So the, the, the mum has to live under the rules, has to get used to this different family, but at the w end of the week they get to change the rules. So from one extreme to the other extreme, they actually introduce good, good values, but it gets a little bit borderline extreme, and so this extreme swap, but you need a little bit of balance in your life. And so <laughs> um, at, at the end of the show, there's like an interview where um, the parents are talking to the other parents. And so the, the family's values get a little bit questioned. Um, they, they attack each other and they ridicule each other for <laughs> how they live. So the whole concept is of the show is based around values, family values like parenting values and so on. How to deal with misbehaving children, how to clean your house. One family one week had no chemicals, the other had always bleach. So the house was completely white and spotless, bleach, bleach, bleach. Wow. Um, so <laughs> balancing the fun things in life and, and the, you know, the, the academic things in life. So, yep, wife swap. So we'll go back to the story. Yeah. So Mark 14, 4 to 5 says that some of the guests became furious among themselves, saying, that's criminal. A sheer waste. This perfume could have been sold for well over a year's wages and handed to the poor. They swelled up in anger, nearly bursting out in indignation over her. Were they concerned with the poor or were they concerned with the worth? Another telling of the story in John says that Judas was actually concerned about the money what could have, of what could have possibly been placed in the money box. What was he doing? Well, he was taking the money for himself. So were they complaining about what could happen with the money or was there something happening inside of them? So values reflect what's happening inside of us. It's our fragrance. It's what's, what others are seeing of ourselves. Another thing that we can notice from this woman is she didn't sprinkle it. She poured it over Jesus' head. So figure out your values and throw in everything. Figure out your values and throw in everything. Where's your total commitment? Values can be of three things. One, your convictions. Two, your conscience. And three, your callings. If we live by good convictions, what we believe and knowing what we believe, and listen to your, our conscience, which God gives us, the Holy Spirit gives us and helps guide us, keep, up, keep us on track. And ultimately, if you have values that relate to your God, given purpose, destiny and calling, then I think you'll build values that will reflect and represent the will of God for your life. I will say that again. It's a bit wordy. If we live by good convictions, what we believe and knowing what we believe, and listen to our conscience that God has given us, the Holy Spirit gives us as well and helps guide us and keep us on the right track and ultimately, if you have values that relate to your God-given purpose, destiny and calling, then you build values that will reflect and represent the will of God for your life.
If you don't stand for anything, you are for everything. If you don't stand for anything, you stand for everything. Paul says, do you really believe what you believe? Do you really know what you know? Now, the Apostles' Creed, who knows what that is? So it's really good. Um, it's, it's like this. I believe in the God, the Father. I believe in Christ, the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe, I believe our God is three in one. And I believe in the resurrection that we will rise again. And I believe in the name of Jesus. Come on. We believe in the name of Jesus. Jesus. So good values are about God and people. Jesus was about the Father and is about the people. Mark 14, verse 6 says, Let her alone. Why are you giving her a hard time? She has just done something wonderfully significant for me. Wonderfully significant. The values of your heart will surface and show to those around you, just like Judas. He was the ringleader when it came to calling criticisms at the woman. Money could go towards the ministry, but he was taking from the ministry. In people's lives, there's a social gospel. There's a social gospel out there where it's all about the needy and helping the homeless and helping the poor. Just that. Now there's another gospel. The gospel of some people is them being selfish, where it's all about me, 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 me. But there's the other gospel, the full gospel. This gospel is the one that Jesus Christ represented. It's both physical and spiritual. Just like this woman, it's both physical and spiritual. For many around us, and possibly for those that have left the church and lost faith, it's the gospel is just physical. No actual relationship with Christ. Just putting money towards the needy and doing activities and volunteering every now and then, that's it. That's their gospel. Yes, this is great, but we need to align ourselves and figure out our spiritual values, our soul values, our lives' values. Luke 4 Verse 18 to 19 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Here we are about God and people, relationships, family, and yeah, family relationships. Another great thing to put down is good values lead onto something wonderfully significant. In the message version, it says that Jesus replied to them, those criticizing the woman, let her alone. She's doing wonderfully, she's doing something wonderfully significant for me. So I pray that you all here today are being led and called to do something significant for Christ in the church, in your community, in your relationships, and in your families. Good values lead onto something wonderfully significant. Good values are proven in your response at the moment. You're taking notes. 
Good values are proven in your response at the moment. Let's look at the verse again. You will have the poor with you every day for the rest of your lives. Whenever you feel like it, you can do something for them. Not so with me, because she did what she could in that moment. She pre-anointed pre my body for burial. There was a time and moment. So remember the values in your lives, and remember in your moments the values are proven. Now don't let the wind sway you, and don't let the world change your values. Don't sway back and forth to different values because we need to stay firm in the values of Christ. To stay firm, remember that with prayer and reading the Bible, it will help plant you deep into your foundations. Things may happen to, um, when you, the church, honour God and uphold him. Love the things that are important to Jesus, the lost, the poor, the father, and the lost people. Now, if we keep those values in our lives, make it, make it what we as a church are about, then I don't doubt that God's got great times ahead. Not just us together, but us personally in our own lives. Your values, your future. All right, I'm just going to finish in prayer now. So if you'd like to stand, um, let's just pray together. Raise your hands. So dear Lord, our Father, thank you that we've been able to meet here today and come celebrate you. Lord, I pray that you just plant in our hearts, in our souls, in our minds, the values of you. Lord, help us reflect to those around us and become a fragrance to those around us and reflect what you want. Lord, I pray that you be with us in our week and you just equip us with what we need, Lord. Please tune in next week for another uplifting and inspiring message from Grace Chapel. Bye for now.